is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Episode number five. Episode five of the Players' Lounge. Danny McRae, the LSU Tiger. We back. We back. The Toledo Rock. Yes, sir. Barry Church. We're fine. I am merely like that, man. Nui Scruggs, <laughs> released from jury duty, yeah, to Nui. join the show. We, 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 we didn't think we was gonna make it, yeah, dude. I've got a good story. I'm gonna tell you how I made it. See him on TV. I'm gonna tell you how I made it. Ran through the front door. Hey, I'm here, y'all. I made it. We made it. Oh, oh, I was the first one out of the court too. You're free to go. Go. Yes. All right. Look, let's just jump right into it. Okay, let's jump right into it. The Cowboys are now three and two, and I ask you the question, former players: What are the Cowboys? What is this team, in your opinion? I mean, I think this team's good right now. I mean, uh, they're three and two. I think they're what tied for the top in the division, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, they beat, they beat, you know, they beat who they, you know, who they did early in the season. They beat who they did. They struggled these past two. I'm gonna give you that. They struggled a little bit past this, but uh, I mean, three and two is still solid to begin with for the first five games. It's a lot better than one and four. So I mean, I, I'm gonna say they're solid. They still got all their aspirations still in front of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. One, one I think we are about to go beat the uh, New York Jets. This is true. Two, we struggled offensively. Two times defensively, once. All right, and that was this past week. All right, I think we did a pretty solid job against New Orleans, and I think we'll do a pretty solid job against the Jets. So I think we're all right. Three okay. and two for me, I'll take it. All right, so after the game at Jerry World, I get Clarence Hill, longtime beat reporter for the Star Telegram. <laughs> you, you, you all covered, he was covered by you when you were here. Yeah. Clarence said they are championship frauds. The Cowboys are championship frauds until further notice because they beat three teams that were bad and they've lost to two teams that are good. The Saints are a first-place team. The Packers are a first-place team here. So when you hear the F word used, your thoughts? I mean, there's no way I think you could say they're frauds. I mean, they went to New Orleans, a hostile place. I mean, it's hard to win there. And they lost by, what, two? Two. Uh, I mean, they had some some of the craziest fumbles. I mean, Witt, who never fumbles, gave it a, you know, Zeke who never fumbles, gave it up fourth and one. So a lot of things happened in those games. So I could see if they went out there and got crushed by New Orleans or and uh, you know what they did. It, you know, they did get kinda kinda beat down this last game. But I think they're still in it, man. Frauds, nah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. F word? Uh, not 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 at all. I think they just slipped. They slipped. I heard Dak say they were sniffing themselves a little bit. I was there and in press I, conference. And, and, and just kinda <laughs> listening to the, some of the stuff he said was you know, completion percentage and you know, I was going for the long shot and trying to knock him out, all that type of stuff. I think that, but where they were sniffing themselves a little yeah, bit. I mean, you already think they back. So talking the, about heat check. Listen, <laughs> the best the best remedy for fixing a zero and two uh, week uh, two weeks is going out there and beating the New York Jets. You got the perfect opponent to make you feel better about these two losses. All right, Players Lounge episode five. Church, tell them where they can find you on social media. At Barry Church forty two, both Twitter and Instagram. And catch me at Danny DMac44 on Twitter and Danny underscore McCray40 on Instagram. You guys tweeted out yet? Did you tweet out the the? I show? did the little the gram Instagram thing. Yo, all right. So I'm just let's go. We'll have an on air conversation uh, right from now on. I'll put it on you, Uh-oh. McCray, since you, yeah. since you work <laughs> he, he here. He's a social media. So guru you work over here. There. Yes, yeah. You in the social every day get a blast. Listen, on, so, on, so on, I'm on show the, day. I'm the blast. social. I'm the social media guy. You know what? I did miss it today. Jury, uh, the jury duty. Let me fix that. The jury duty text message I got from Newy had me flustered. This is true. <laughs> I was like, Are this we doing the show today? And we hey Newy. It was close. Yeah. Well, first, I, I didn't. You know, first, I don't like to alarm people, <laughs> and I told Derek when I saw him at the game Sunday, Derek Eagleton. So I told, I said, I, I said, dog. You forgot I, to mention this to us too, by the way. So we, which, we were shocked. Shout out which, to Derek. Which, which, which and I wanted to, I, I wanted to start at the top <laughs> right, because I, I knew there was a excellent opportunity that I might not have to do the jury duty. 
Can I just go, okay, you want me to save it or we want to go into the jury? Nah, go, go, go ahead. Go, I have a quick question on it, okay. real quick. On okay. A little sidebar thing. Do you think that dude should have got 10 days for uh, <laughs> falling asleep and missing jury duty? Since we're talking no. about it. What no. was Church, that? going to say no because he's going to be the next person to fall asleep. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, they, they, did, they, caught me, they caught me sleeping today, too. The, 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 no. the defense attorney did catch me sleeping. That's a scrunch. <laughs> 10 days. So, so Thursday. I got the jury summons, all right? So I had to show up at the Tarrant County Court Thursday. Get there at 8.30. You know, you had to be there at 8.30. So I go there Thursday. And in the past, the last time I had to go, I'm like, well, you know, I, I work for local. I'm in the media. I'm oh, the guy. Go ahead, go. Yeah. Right. they like, go ahead, go. <laughs> this time they're like, cool. That's good. Here you go. <laughs> take a seat. So uh, take a seat. Take a seat. And then they called out three different groups. Group here, group there, and then I was a group that stand against the wall. And so they said, okay, you all don't have to go to court until Monday. So Thursday they said, you don't have to show up till Monday. So Monday, 9 a.m. Then on Friday they called and said, don't show up Monday, show up Tuesday. So I called back, hey, I got a job, man. I got something to do on Tuesday. I can't, I can't. Playing mess with it. your paper. You're right. Playing with your and paper. And I tried to say, well, you know, I got to get my kid. <laughs> so? Show up. So I showed up. So I show up 9 a.m. today. And it's me and about 24 people. And there's and they, they pull us in there. And they're like, look, we're picking six jurors here for this, this um, DWI charge on his brother. And I was like, golly, geez, he had to be black. Because I was going to go with <laughs> No, because I was going to. No, I told my wife, I was like, I might, I said, I might show up to court like a dashiki. <laughs> then they gonna throw me out of there person. real quick. Or just that Muslim and bow tie. Oh. Assalamu alaikum. Until you find out who the, who the <laughs> was. Like, 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 oh, man, no, uh, no, no, this is gonna go against me. So the judge tells us, all right, look, we're gonna ask you questions. And he says, talk and you walk. The more we can find out about you and the way you feel about things, you've got a better opportunity uh, of leaving. People were quiet as a church mouse. And the judge knew who I was and kept on going after me. Hey, how many people happen to be here? And, you know, nobody, one person raised his hand. What about you, Mr. Scruggs? I said, beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> and he just kept going after me. Uh, kept going after me. Yeah. Most of these people, you know, most of them didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. But he just kept going after me and after me. And, and he was not letting it go to let people know who I was. And then I thought, well, maybe this is good. Maybe he's saying this so they know not to pick me for this jury. But he let us know six of you are going on this. For, for, for everybody listening, at this point, we have no idea that Nui's no, going to No, I didn't tell you. Derek, Derek is the only. We're still worried. There, there are three people that know I'm going to this jury, dude, that I could get picked for this. It, it, my wife, um, my, my, my boy at Channel 5 who makes a schedule because somebody would have to fill in for me possibly for the, for the six or well, the ten. I probably would have made the six. And Derek. Because I had a feeling. I could get myself out. I had a feeling. He left us, that's what he left us on. So, so, yeah, I, so, 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 so I said, you know, um, and, and, and so <laughs> I start talking at this point in time because I'm talking, how do I get out of this? It's a DWI charge. I say, um, I don't drink. And in my job, I, I see a whole lot of folks get, get busted for these DUIs. Man, I say, I, you know, I just don't understand it. I mean, you can call and get a ride. I said, I'm tough. I'm tough on this, man. I want to let you know right now. And so then the guy said, so you, think, you don't think you can be, be fair? I said, I don't know. I'd probably not. Nah, not me. I'm probably the wrong, I said, I'm the wrong guy for this one. And he said, okay, that's fine. So we, maybe we can put you on a different jury. <laughs> and then he laughed and smiled. So I thought, okay, that was one way I could get myself out because I told him. Yeah, I can't be. And then the other one. They start to ask a question. They say, "Hey, look, we've got to we." They were talking about the you know the, the, the state. You know, we have to prove one of these three things. You know, blood alcohol level of point zero eight or not normal behavior. It was something else. They said, "If we get one of these, do you feel that you could convict you know Mr. So and So?" Mm -hmm. Most people were saying yes, yes, yes. And I looked. And they came to me. I said. Well, I don't know. Do you have video? <laughs> I mean, me I, I, I need to know exactly, you know, how are you going to prove that he, uh. he did this? Well, we can't tell you we what we have. I mean, it's up to us to prove it. But but if we do, can you say, I said, I'm going to be tough on you, man. I'm going to be tough on you. I mean, yes, I guess. So I'm thinking, okay, I've now, I'm now the one dude who's really talking. No doubt. Trying to get myself right on out. So they tell us to take a break. 
go outside. Then we got to come back. So the state told us, you know, hey, this is what we're trying to do. And they asked us questions. Then the defense guy got to come up there and ask questions. And there's three black people, about 24, 40 of us. I know one of us is getting picked because – Defendant's black. They asked one lady because they said, hey, look, if you have any issues at all, you know, with, with any experiences with drunk driving, let us know now. One lady said, when I was 18, my cousin was killed by a drunk driver. I mean, a lot of people came up with stories. And then so the state asked, do you think you can be fair and impartial if you serve on the jury? She said yes. I'm looking at her like, Ooh. I don't believe it. <laughs> well, well, okay. She just waiting it. to get a drunk driver. <laughs> <laughs> now, keep in mind, the judge, the judge just told us, talk and you walk. It's like, lady, you just told him this. This is the optimal time. No, nah, I can't. I can't erase it from my memory. This is the time to say no so you can go home. They're taking someone here. A sec, and I do it. Black defendant. I knew there's three of us. I would, I might get to go because the judge keeps bringing up my name, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to make sure I'm not. There's another black guy. Like, well, if they ain't getting me, they're going to get him. And he was quiet. So I'm like, they're probably going to get him. And then it was her. She could have walked. But she said, no, nah, no, nah, I can be fair and impartial. Not the kid. I don't know. I'm be tough on you. I'm be tough on you. <laughs> I got to get up out of there. Once mm-hmm. again, meanwhile, me and Church so, are so like, yes. oh, we having a show What's today? going on? <laughs> so, so, but this is now, this is at 10 o'clock. So we had to take the other break. He, the, the defense guy comes back, and then he tells you, Yo, everybody go out, and we'll go come back in. And then we're going to tell you what's up. Judge calls me out again. <laughs> you the man. Scruggs. You the man You're around the man. streets, man. He, he was nice. He said, you know, I just want to tell you something, man. I've watched you a long time. I appreciate it. Appreciate what you do. Um, and I appreciate you coming in here today. I said, thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. And I'm thinking, I think I'm free. You got up out of there. And then he told us, all right, everybody. And he called the six people out. Called the six people out. Sure enough, he called that girl who didn't decide to say <laughs> that she doesn't she, she yeah, had nothing to do, yeah, man. So, She's probably looking for a reason to get off work. So the one who, yeah, so she had, but she had the option. Had she said, because of what happened to her, because that's what he kept asking, I want to know. And people were giving their own testimonies about how they had dealt, dealt with drunken driving. She, she could have gotten herself off. But. She said no, and they, they put her there. Uh, so they let me go. Um, I don't know if the other brother went, because by the time they got to the last person, they, they said go. And I, you didn't have to ask, tell me until I was gone. Got that Get book bag, ran, texted Derek Eagles. I said, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'll be at the show. I said, I'll be at the show. We thought you missed something on the table. Yeah. We like, oh. I was like, no, I was like, you know, I know. No, baby. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I was, I'm a startup in there. Give us free. It's that Android. Give us free. Listen, if everybody that's listening, that was jury duty one on one. I get out of jury duty one on one. First off, show. Okay, that's just the first thing. If you get the summons in the mail, first off, fill it out and also go online. So there are there are instances that they will allow you to, to not even, they just will excuse it. Mm-hmm. I watched one lady get up there and say she couldn't read or write. <laughs> sure enough. She then gone. she brought she brought somebody with her. And so the, the lady said, So what? Did you graduate high school? She said, Yes. He said, so how'd you do it? Special education. They had people helping me. She said, did you fill out this, this summons? No, he did. And she bought it. I was like, wow. Well, maybe, I, oh, I heard some flippers up in there, okay? I'm telling you. I heard maybe, some flippers. Maybe she couldn't read or write. The child care. A lot of people. I know. I know. I didn't know so many people had children still in diapers. And you came in there with no excuse. No excuse. <laughs> I just tried to say. Just, just word of mouth. I tried to pull that. I'm, I'm Newy Scrooge. I'm Newy Scrooge. <laughs> I tried to pull that. Michael Irvin. You know who I am. <laughs> it's me, Newy. Can I you get out of here? You know why I'm here. Hey, give me a body here, man. <laughs> and they said no. Grab, grab, here you go. So, But, but seriously, show. You can get in trouble. They'll let you know. You can get in trouble. You can't go to jail if you don't start showing up because you miss one, then they go send you another, and then they go come to your house. Mm. Well, if you so, don't sleep, they put you in jail for 10 minutes. Exactly. I was going to say, you saw that story. So, yeah, so, so show. Show up. If you got some good excuses, use them. Then if you have to do like me, then just come on in. Because they want to interview and take, should you serve on this jury? Just tell them I'm biased. I'm say, yeah, it's me, uh, Jalen Smith. I got practice. <laughs> I got practice today. <laughs> no, I look familiar. You know what? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> but you still got to show. But here's the thing. You go use it, but you got to show. That's the biggest thing. You've got you've got to show. Um, speaking- make fun of me again. I'm a slap. <laughs> All right, players. Let's, let's get back, you, back to this before we take a break. So let's let's get back to this last right. question, and then we'll take a break. Um, they're down twenty-four to nothing to the Green Bay Packers, and you're at home, and you come off a loss. Explain to me how does that happen? You're punched in the mouth by the Packers. You have Aaron Rodgers, and we know whenever Aaron Rodgers shows up, everybody dies. It's tough. I mean, 
That's that's two back to back big time losses. But um, I mean this this team, I mean they'll find they'll find a way to get through this. Um, I mean they going against the Jets next week, like you said, perfect team to go against. They can kind of flex the muscles on, get back up on top, and uh, hopefully, I mean, ride it out. I mean, see what happens. Yeah, for me, that's that's something that you kind of instill in the team throughout, like training camp and OTAs and and the fight and the not giving up and being able to deal with uh, adversity. So I think they were fine being down. I I feel like they still have faith that they can come back, and they fought and scratched. I I spoke to Jason Garrett at training camp, and he spoke about – how this team coming off last year's three and five he said you can't wait till your back's against the wall. Mm-hmm. He said this is the thing this team has to do, and you come out swinging. So that was what surprised me the most. When you have a leader like Jason who's coming back and just emphasizing the guys, let's not wait to get to, to get going. Let's let's go ahead and deliver the, the punches to see them take it. Like you that. know what's crazy is like I know I, like I hear that a lot, and then in my mind I just go back to like. We, we we thought we were swinging. <laughs> you yeah, know, we didn't, we, I don't think we. I don't feel like okay. we came out sleep. I, I feel like we came out. We gave it our shot, and they punch was a little bit harder than ours. Right? Okay. It's, it's not like they're not waiting on purpose. I guarantee you that they're not trying to go three and three or three and five, and then all of a sudden win the rest of the games to go to the championship. They, they're, they're trying to go undefeated. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of fixable problems, too. I mean, I think I read somewhere where they're like second in the league in penalties right now, like 400 yeah, and some yards. Yeah. Pen- yeah, it's something crazy like that. Where, I mean, and that you know, that's that's fiscal fixable problems that can uh, that can help you out throughout the rest of the year. And football, you can't turn the football over three that's times. That's true. Yeah, that I'm, I'm sorry, true. I don't care who you're playing. If you play Miami again and you give them three turnovers, you're, you're going to find yourself in, in a place you don't want to be. Still to come here on the Players Lounge with Barry Church, Danny McCray, and Dewey Scruggs, we will dive into the Baker Mayfield handshake and what happened at Monday. Monday Night Football and his issues with the Cleveland Browns. We've got our football phrase of the day that we want to educate you on. And Dak Prescott. Oh, I can't forget, somebody made a bet on cover four that didn't look real good. So we'll dive into that next right here on the Players Round. You're listening to DallasCowboys.com. We talk about you. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East Riders, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single-game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to Today. Back to the Players' Lounge. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium when they return home on Sunday, October 20th, to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Get your tickets now at DallasCowboys.com. So it's the Jets, the winless Jets, this week as the Cowboys try to rebound from that 10-point loss at home to Green Bay. Then it's the Eagles. It, oh, by the way, is NBC's Sunday Night Football. 
So mm. these next two games, in my mind, are, are uh, big time. By the way, this is episode five of the Players' Lounge. Danny McRae, LSU Bing- Bayou Bengal. He's Barry Church, Toledo Rocket. I'm Newey Scruggs. So, gentlemen, I look at the I look. I know it's a week to week league, and you guys are players. But to me, I look at it as these two games. You go handle the Jets, which they should. Uh, listen, it's, it's a straight business trip at this point. Yeah, I mean, you're going to hear enough criticism. I'm not worried. I, I believe they'll be focused on this one. But that Eagles game is huge. You, Sunday I mean, night. You, you guys have been yeah. in these divisional games. You've been on these Sunday night games. It counts twice. It's, it, it's, it's even more important now that we let these last two games slip, right? So focus on, on this New York Jets team. Do not overlook them. Mm-hmm. They are winless. I believe they are a better team than Miami was. And if you let them, they will come in here and they'll try to well, they'll try to run the ball on you. And, right. and we've shown on tape that we'll let people run the ball on us sometimes if we're out of our gaps and we're not doing what we're supposed to do. So don't overlook this one. And then when you get to the Eagles, you worry about the Eagles. It's a big game and all that, but I'm, I'm acting like I'm a player now, and I just want to focus on the New York Jets. Yeah, I mean, completely right, man. You got to you gotta focus on these Jets. I mean, they got one of the best, what, all-purpose, wasn't they? Lady on Bell back there. They get the, the quarterback back. I mean, yeah, like they get Donald back. I mean, they were, like you said, they got some weapons. They were competitive in, 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 in their games. It's not like they just continue to get yeah, blown out like the Dolphins. The you Browns know. blew them out. They did. They the, did blow them out. I said they were competitive in more of their games than the, the first Dolphins. quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the first quarter, I mean, you can't get out to no slow starts like they have, man. I just I, can't I, give them energy. You can't give them energy. I just think that, Adam Gase is one of the biggest, most overrated coaches in the NFL. I just think Adam Gase. What did he do at Miami that tells you he should be coaching the Jets? And what has he done with the Jets so far? Uh, this Nothing. is not a good. And Greg Williams is a defensive coordinator out there with the Jets. And I just think there's another guy who his defense is not built for. It's built for hey, we went out and got a lead. Like in, in New Orleans, where they won the Super Bowl, he was like, yeah. all right, Sean Payne's offense was putting up points, and you know he could play with that. But but without it, I mean, you saw what he's done in Cleveland, other places. It's like eh. This is a a team that they should, the Cowboys should throw up at least 34 points in this football game and be done with these dudes. What was the score for the Miami game? Was it 36? 36 to what? I still think the Jets are better than the (laughs) Miami. So you come out here and you sleep. You sleep you, if you want to. <laughs> you'll be in so, trouble. Lady Young will go out there and have 140 <laughs> yards on you. <laughs> you and you didn't know what happened. How many we gave up a hella heck of yards. And it seems like to you know, like pass catching backs give us the yeah. you know the worst. So it's, it's not gonna be easy. Do not overlook these dudes because you got a Sunday night game uh, against Philly. Go out here and handle your business and and like try to make a statement against these guys. As former players, and you know what the panic button is because mm-hmm. Cowboy Mondays after loss. Are tough, and so you're talking about back to back, and now um, use the F word that's going around about this team as players. What did you read? What did you listen to? Uh, what did you guys say amongst each other? Because I was listening to, um, I think it's the Cowboys. Our Brad Sham uh, over there. He had he had um, it was Cheeto and yeah, Jordan, Jordan Lewis, yeah, yeah. and they talked about how everybody was here on a Monday. And, and they, you know, Jordan said he was got there at ten and didn't, and didn't just just left to do the show. Maybe it was the, so. So guys care, but how do you t- how do you process? How do you take it? Because you know people are now. You know everybody's coming at you. Stephen A. Smith oh, yeah. coming at you. People oh, yeah. are coming after you. I mean, you're gonna and you're gonna read and, and look at that type of. Stuff. I mean, everybody will give you the answer saying, you know, no, nah, you know, it's a, it's in house. You know, all that other stuff doesn't bother us or nothing like that. But I mean, you're gonna read the clippings. You're gonna see what other people say. But I mean, uh, the truth of the matter is, you do gotta just kind of buy in and kind of just block all that stuff out. As hard as it may seem, you gotta kind of block it out and just keep going forward with your teammates. That's I mean, to me, that's the only way that you can go forward through getting these uh, two L's back to back like that. Yeah, for me, it was. Uh, yeah, you'll watch it and you'll see it, but. You didn't have to watch TV to, to know what was being said. A lot of times you might be saying it to yourself. Yeah, we were 3-0, yeah, and, and we, we beat these teams that we knew we should have beat, and then when real competition came in, we didn't beat them. You can say that to yourself. You already know. All right, here's a good question, especially since you're both on social media. What advice do you give, do you give to young guys about social media, especially after losses. Man, stay off. <laughs> Just stay off. I mean, I know you got some pent-up aggression in there you want to get out. I mean, it's happened to the best of us, but, I mean, nothing good comes out of an angry tweet or <laughs> an angry Instagram post. Nothing good comes out of that. So, I mean, you just you got to stay off as much as it kind of draws you after the game. You kind of say, man, what are they saying about me? Let me check the stats. Let me see if I did all right. 
you gotta stay off. But hey, it, it it can get real if you are sensitive and you don't have thick skin. Check them comments yeah, out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're not mature enough <laughs> to, to, to not to have to try to defend yourself against every person that says something about you. Do not get on there. The what? There the, is some. I had some bad games and it was some crazy. I hope your family died yeah, they, and all yeah, this type of stuff it's, on there. It gets crazy it was, on there. I hope, you, I hope uh, your whole family gets in a car accident. And you so want to go see something you play back. on Sunday. And you want to say something back bad. Like you want to, I mean, but you uh, can't, each person you can't I had to. Get, to. Yeah, <laughs> that's a story for another day. <laughs> I, had, I had to make people stop the wife uh, responding to people's. Uh, T- uh, tweets about tweets me because it was it was like super personal, but there was like somebody who had like one follower. And was I was like, like Cole Beasley like thing where Cole and his wife was cat. They were they were, yeah. they were they were they were straight firing back. No, I see it. I see it. That's that was opposite. I was, hey man, you need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even want to go there. I had a bad game. I understand. I can take it, but I'm not looking at this stuff. I mean, people make profiles just to get at athletes. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, one follow over here. Yeah. Yeah, and, as soon as you respond. That's that, you, they gave they everything know. they want. That's it. That's because it. I, I, I've started to notice this now when I enter the room after a game, just to see who's on their phones. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, reading, I'm not going to name names, but there's certain guys on this team that I know if I go when I go in after a game, they're going to be on their phone, yeah. and they're going to they're, they're they're going to be, you know, checking things. And after this loss, and you hear people say, okay. Beat three three bad teams can't beat good teams. You know, folks are going to come after you. So let me ask this other question: staying on social media, because I've got a couple of friends who um, are, are 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 buddies on Facebook, and they're wives, and they, you know some of them are coaches' wives and whatnot, or you know coaches' brothers. Anyway, just family members. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've put out on post before to say, look, if somebody you know works for a team, your favorite team, pro or college, remember they have families. And when you get on there and you just run them down, that's their job. And some of the folks are staff people, but, you know, they work for the Cowboys or they work for a particular college team or whatnot. I try to tell people to make sure they're – because, you know, those same folks are going to ask you for tickets all the time. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the same. Oh, yeah. Just, just to, because that's, that's one of the – that I have learned through the years. And you don't know this when you first get in the business, but as you start to learn and you get around people, how this affects the families. And that's one of the common things I've seen where people really do forget – that, oh, by the way, some of your social media friends that you have with their close to the team, this stuff hits them, and you have to be a little bit wary about how you how you go about your business. Yeah, well, and then even to that, to that, you know, we're sitting on the other side of it now, right? So we're, we're mm-hmm. doing more watching, yeah. no playing. And we had an instance last night in our group message where, you know, Barry is, is <laughs> upset. He's very much Through text so. message, he is upset, exclamation marks and everything you can put on there. Man. And – you know, it's in the group message, so you can pretty much say whatever you want to in that. But imagine those guys on Twitter, right? They don't have the outlet that he had talking to other former I mean, players. Paint the and they just want to go out there and tell the world what he what, hey, was feeling yeah, last I mean, night. When... <laughs> it was, uh, you know, we going into the last game. It's a 120. I'm up 20 points in fantasy going into the last game. I got uh, Nick Chubb. On, you know, he can give me at least 10, I'm thinking. So Monday, no, night Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. You know, I'm going into Monday Night San Francisco, Cleveland. I got Nick Chubb. I'm already up 20, and all my opponent got is a defense. All he has is San Francisco defense. That's it. He needs 20 points just to catch up to me. 26. And I got Chubb still to play. So, I, you know, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking it's a dub. I'm thinking That's it's a dub. And then, you know, what, you know, transpires <laughs> throughout the game is a couple interceptions here, a couple, you know, fumbles and all those others, and a couple, you know, three and outs and stuff like that. So, I, I kind of got, you know, upset. <laughs> At certain Cleveland players, and it was just like um, new. I could understand at that point. I was like, man, now I understand why. You know, there's there's fans that do you, you know get highly you. upset. You know, one, at players. What, what, what player for the Browns? You were you? I mean, upset I'm gonna choose to. You know, he's <laughs> number six. Nameless. Okay, number six. <laughs> number six he gave him one point two five points. I mean, like is he your quarterback? No, no, he ain't my okay, quarterback. Okay. But so, it was he, he caused me. But you had Chubb. You needed yeah. you needed Chubb yeah, and the ball. He needed Baker to do anything. Oh, the, the red zone, that red zone pick he had. <laughs> he was, threw the pick. Uh, fumbles, and Odell fumbled, fumbles. didn't help either. Odell fumbled. I mean, or or the, the remember the, the the trick play and Odell could have hit. He could have yeah. Callaway uh, deep and missed him. I mean, it was just. Yeah, it, it, I just it, it, didn't understand. I haven't know? seen him that mad in a while. He was. Upset. I just didn't understand. I almost called you just to make sure. Oh, you it, was, right. it was. It was. It was a tragedy. In my in my NFL picks for the Dallas Morning News, I picked Cleveland, and 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 what I did, I said, you know, they they they've got to show you they can win more. 
on the road outside their division. But I, I said, no, 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 no. They got right against Baltimore. I went and picked him. And then in my same thing, Monday Night Football came down for my fantasy, fantasy team as well. I had George Kittle. The other guy had San Francisco's defense. And, and next thing you know, def- that defense was winning. 36 points. And I, got, I, was, I was in trouble. And I'm looking at Baker Mayfield. Dude, I'll say this one thing, one thing in Baker Mayfield's favor. And it was the same thing that I and I put this out there on on NBCDFW.com uh, about Cam Fleming. At some point in time, the coaches have to cover up the warts of a left tackle who cannot pass protect. That is on the coaches. Okay, yeah. you knew who he was when you signed him. All right, knew who he was. Is this true? You have to protect the player, and to not do that is damn coaching malfeasance to me. Because otherwise, who cares how many receivers you throw out the backfield if Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott's running for their life? It simply does not matter. Yeah, you got Jarvis, and you got Odell. If you need to max protect, max protect, <laughs> run some two man. Right. Put it twenty one per twelve per and block it yeah. up. Right. I mean, it was. I mean, you hey, who who's your blocking tight? Hey, guess what? You and you, you, know, you and old you and you and your old boy about to y'all about to become y'all, y'all, y'all old duo together. Y'all Money and shit, whatever, you know. Haul it up. You know, y'all EPMD together. So what you're saying, and you block, you both blocking him. But but really, you and that's just me watching it and just saying, look, you know these, you know the guy is not an A player. If you don't have a Pro Bowl left tackle out here, don't let him sit up here and get you beat. Throw some help his way. Get huh? some yeah. help. I mean, why? And that's the one thing I would and, and, and I tried to ask Jason that. After the game, and, and he, he he ducked the question. Um, Jason wasn't trying to do it. And this is how Jay, Jason's not going to give you anything negative. That's just not what, how he rolls. At press oh, yeah, conference, he does true. not give you. And he will not throw any players under the bus. That's just how he is. And us as players love it. Yeah. But I had to ask. Yeah. Right. Cam Fleming is getting taken here. What what are you going to do to protect him? And last <laughs> night, watching watching the same thing, uh, watching Robinson get taken apart for, for the Browns. And, and I know Baker's getting killed for it. But, boy. You know, when they're coming off the edge, especially, you know, DeForest Buckner, I mean, they, that D-line they have is, you know, they've got four number Mostly one picks that. up front. I mean, so, I mean, these dudes are sitting up here making Pro Bowl tape on national TV. It's like, somebody yeah. help old Robinson here. How mad can I get at a player if that play, I mean, like when Shaquille used to, when I, when I covered the Lakers, when Shaq went out the game, he'd ask the next guy, come hey, Travis Knight, be Shaq. Hey, do what Shaq did. You can't. You've got to protect the guy. So uh, that was my thing on Baker as I watched that. But the other deal after the game, and I didn't see it until this morning when Richard Sherman had spoken about how Baker Mayfield did not want to shake hands um, before the game. Was and, there like some backstory to that? Or like, oh, I was on call, yeah. but my bad. Was there some, <laughs> was there some like uh, backstory to that or something? Like, I, 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 I don't know if it's a backstory. You, I know he was uh, that Baker was upset when that happened to him. When they played yeah, Kansas, when they play right? Kansas back he in lost his okay, mind. And we're talking about um, uh, the not, handshake. Yeah, yeah, but we're talking about college football, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, college football. It happened. Okay. If you could, it don't matter what level you if you no, are, no, if you that upset with somebody for doing it to you, why would you do it to somebody? You, you should assume that they're gonna be that upset when you do it to them. Now, and this is me. You, you tell me if I'm wrong. Now you're a paid professional who's got a lot of endorsements. Who is a captain of your football team in, in, in Cleveland? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a decorum that's going to be asked of you. And Baker also spoke, and, and he did pre-draft interviews, and I was one of those who spoke to him in the, pre, in the pre-draft process. When he won the Davey O'Brien. He said he had learned from that, and to see that happen, and then you do this to a Richard Sherman. You know who's going. He's going to talk about. Yeah, it. well, well, he spoke. He let his his, yeah. his play speak for oh, him first. Yeah, it's true. I don't understand. Why are you taking a log and throwing it out here, lighting the match, and just say, "Come"? Why are you putting a target on you, Barry? I go back to your team. Mm-hmm. All right, I go back to your team. And last year, when you were Jacksonville, <laughs> I said, "Man, these dudes are not going." Rodney Harrison and I spoke about. I said, "These dudes are doing too much talking." We, I mean, yeah. There's we too were. much talking, and all you just put, you put a big old, we were definitely, we were the assortment, and we got punched in the mouth, and you know, and you know, from there on, we, you know, we couldn't recover, but. I mean, for for Baker to go out there and not shake the hands, though. I mean, yeah, that's kind of that's disrespectful. Man, they punished him for it. And they, and they punished him for it. And they spoke. And Richard spoke about respecting the game, 
and and I talked, I, I spoke to because uh, I, I got a, a, a couple coaches I talked to, and I asked them questions and talked about, hey, let me make sure, let me make sure I'm not crazy in what I said, and. He said, no, Nui, you're not crazy about what Baker did. That's wrong. And he told, gave me an instance of one time when he spoke to Tom Brady. He said, all right, it was, they, they had beaten us in a game. Afterwards, Tom was shaking hands. Then, you know, down the road, we beat them. And he starts to walk off the field. He said, you know, I caught up to him. I said, Tom, you can't just walk off the field. You no, know, you beat us, you were shaking hands. And now you're walking away? Yeah, that's wrong too. You, you're, you're one of the faces, and, and and he said to Tom's credit, Tom said, "You know what? You're right." And he went back out there. Hey, that is. He true. went back out there, and he, but there's 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 just I just think there's a decorum, yeah, which kind of goes back in a little bit. We talked about with Vontez Burfick last week. There's a decorum of how you treat guys in this league. In my opinion, I haven't played in it. You yeah. all played in it, but to me, that I found that offensive. That when you're coming out, this is not the time to take out your beefs and chip <laughs> on your shoulder. Man, we shaking. We're about we to play a national in. TV game. Hey, it's, especially when there's no backstory to it. Yeah, like he, a, don't, he probably don't even know. know. This. <laughs> he probably don't even know this guy. That's what I'm saying. And, he's, and, he's been disrespectful almost every. Yeah, it don't make. It, that don't, it don't make, make sense. sense. So, so you fired. You fired up Sherm. Picks you off. Bosa apparently had forgot. He's still that, waving flags yeah, in his dreams. He was mad about that, that, that one. Baker, <laughs> when they owe you. remembers. Eh? <laughs> so Oklahoma, <laughs> for the backstory, Oklahoma went up to Columbus. They beat the Buckeyes at the shoe. Baker takes the OU flag, waves it around, and his teammates are all gathered around. Everybody watching, jagging around. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's waving it around, and he plants it. So Bosa gets that sack, gets on up, acts like he's waving a flag, and then he plants it. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, see, when you paint that big old bullseye and say, come get me, oh, they came and got you. They, they got him twice. They After the game, he grabbed a real San Francisco flag. Oh, yeah, and, and he planted it. it right in the middle of that thing. <laughs> he did, just, the, he did just, the real motion. Nah, you like, you yeah. never give bulletin board, yeah. you know. It's been, like I said, it's been a rough month for my Which is like why I, I didn't buy into them in terms of the I heard Super Bowl. Talk, like, I heard this last year. Yeah. Every year there's a team that seemingly buys into their own hype. This year it's Cleveland. Last year was Jacksonville. Year before that, it was Tampa because they were on hard knocks. Oh, uh, yeah. And everybody told Jameis, you know, eat a dub, eat a, eat a W. Uh, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm eating W's. Hard, hard knocks will do that to you, though, man. Hard knocks will have you feeling yourself. Hard knocks is almost like the Madden curse, <laughs> yeah. man. I mean, it's, it's getting oh, close to it. It's getting close to it. They had hard knocks here twice with the Cowboys. I was here for both of them. And I tell people all the time on media, but it's like, Worst thing to happen is hard knock. I said, that's terrible. I said, guys are acting for the cameras. I said, then the cameras are everywhere. They're in your way, so you can't do your job. I said, it's everywhere. And then they, and said, then they find some of these guys who we're never going to hear from again. They picked this Richmond Flowers dude one year. It's <laughs> like, who's, who, who's, little, who's little Bucky here? And then it was Not how Richmond Bucky. Flowers, he played guitar and he hung out with Chad Hutchinson, the backup quarterback. It was it was just, it was so bad. You get the, you get the, yeah, they the just want, they want the personality, you know? man. They want the personality. You want the real You know what I want? So, 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 they, so I hated the first one. So then they come back, and Steve Sables, they, it was back over at Valley Ranch in the old cafeteria area where Jerry had the press conference. <laughs> and you know Jerry's eating it up. And uh, Steve Sable comes back, and after a couple of questions, Steve kind of knew that he says, you really aren't uh, you're not liking this, are you? I said, I got a question for you, Steve. How come you didn't ask to come here? I said, well, how come you didn't come here when Parcells was coaching? That would have been an interesting one. He's like, and he says, we knew not to even ask. But there's no problem. We got Uncle Wade, man. My boy Wade Phillips here. We got Uncle Wade. Hey, shout, shout out to Wade. Wade. Shout out Wade. I, shout I, out I Wade love Wade. West. I love yeah, Wade. But you, knew, but you knew what was going to happen. Jerry running over and Jerry cutting players <laughs> and making Wade look. Wade. My boy Wade used to take the pads off, man, halfway through oh, two yeah, halfway days, two man. Days. Man, that was man. That was then, they a, then the media called a cup cupcake <laughs> on Wade. I, I love Wade, man. You know my greatest moment with Wade? Was when he won Super Bowl 50. He won oh, Super Bowl 50. Uh, Ooh, with Denver? Denver? It was Denver. So, so he and his wife were out there on the field. And I said, can we talk to you? And he said, sure. And, 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 and it, I, I mean, I really felt good. Because what the one problem, I think, for Cowboy fans is I don't think they ever realized just how smart of a football coach he is. Oh, yeah. He's a really good football coach. And while yeah, as a head coach there was definitely things I mean, they got close, but Wade, Wade knows his game. He was a defensive guru. Man. Yeah. And doggone it, if Wade did not – put the Rams in position to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, I looked at that game. I said, I said, that wasn't – I felt bad because that wasn't Wade's fault. You couldn't have asked. 
for for a better defensive performance. Especially against Tom Brady in that yeah. game. I, I mean, mean, but Jerry Goff lost a game. You missed a dude up in the end zone. It's just, it's just. I mean, wait, it was a masterful job. But you won't talk about it because you know, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about losers. We talk about winners. But that was my thing. We're watching Hard Knocks. I was like, oh, man. And then, <laughs> really and then the hype that came around it too. Everybody, oh, because you're on TV. Everybody thinks it's, it's like by the Shamwow. Oh, by the Shamwow, it's great. It's on TV. No, it's not. <laughs> Don't do it. I bought it. It's not good. Was that when Owens was here? Was that when Terrell Owens was here? That was the second. That was the second. Was the second, oh, time. The second, time. second time. This dude running <laughs> on the beach with no shirt on. You know that music. It's, 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 good, it's good TV. It's good TV. No, it's not. It was good nah, TV. Hey, it's not. It was good TV. It's this not. Is a, this is the same thing with, with, with the Eddie Murphy thing, man. This is true. It's a personal for you. My it's wife was watching. My wife's a Raider fan, so we were watching Hard Knocks there, too. Knock on wood if you hear me. I thought I like that. I like that. I like that. I like Rich, so I got I got the song. Riding I got on horses. Like, yeah, man. I got these brothers on horse. Somebody go. I'm, I'm, first, I'm thinking to myself, is it in the contract? Can they be on a horse? Because I want somebody to get hurt on his horse and you know get, you lose money. But could happen. No, I'm not. I'm this not, this not is what Newey think about during good TV. You know what is good, good TV? TV. Okay. Good TV. You know t- okay, you know the TV show I want you to be on is America's Game. Oh, here we go. No, first of all, <laughs> that's the show. That's you what you want to be on America's Game? Don't you? I, no. It's you, all the time. We get ready. We get ready for the season. You getting camaraderie? I mean, it's it's a good feel. Okay, right? it's a good feel. Now, now, do you know which one I'm talking about, right? Which one are you talking America's about? America's Game. That one. You talking about the Sunday or the, the game during the day? No, 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 no. No, he no. talking about you talking about America's game of the week. No, oh, no, 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 that's why I said let me correct. I didn't explain. Okay. Um every every the Thursday night before they play the first game is when they unveil the Super Bowl champion video. It's called America's Game. Oh, I never checked that out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you never checked mm-hmm. Oh, check it out, man. Mm-hmm. They, they've done them for every team, and it's phenomenal. But they look back at the whole season of the team and how they got to the Super Bowl, and it's usually three players that they interview. Gotcha. And they go through. They interviewed the McCordys, both McCordys. They interviewed uh, Julian Edelman. And they just take you through the season. And what's so beautiful about it is you see the highs and the lows of a season. And, for, you know, at the end of the year, it's just easy to look back. Oh, they won it. Now, this is stuff that happens along the way. Then they take you inside the room, and and it was just it was really interesting to see how they how the Patriots won, and then the McCourty brothers how they were twins, and how um, you know one was with the Patriots, one ring, the other was in Tennessee, never won anything, and just so so anyway. That to me is what I've always said. hey look okay. that's but, you know, in order to get on that you got to win the Super Bowl. Okay, so of course that's another plus for, for being on there. We talk about stuff that <laughs> that time that we could be on. You know, I only want to see Super Bowl winners. You know, that's all I want to see. That's good TV. Power Ain't on yet. We yeah. watch the hard knocks, man. We watch, he don't watch any of those shows anyway. You know what? I, I, no, I, first off, I, I I did I did I downloaded Power. Okay, I, the first season. It was yeah. I went all the way back to the first. Hold on, you so so. So the dudes at the club True. takes off his shirt, oh, beats man. up some dude, and then my eight year old came in and stopped, and then that was it. I'm so yeah. far in the power, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I don't know what season. So this now. is, this is the final season we well, are. Right you well, six I, years yeah. behind. Hey, look, I did the wire like that. I was a little behind, but I got ahead. So yeah, anyway, I catch up. I, I, you I'm trying. Watching, man. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay, uh, Barry, Barry, uh, Barry, bet on the wrong horse uh, <laughs> last week. Man. We'll talk about that. Um, let's talk about the quarterback and. Uh, his uh, his desire to try and hit some big plays here. Also, our football phrase. That's coming up more with Danny McCray, Barry Church, Newey Scruggs. This is the Players Lounge on DallasCowboys.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too Right above the subway. Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Mm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. 
A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the Players' Lounge. Episode 5 of the Players' Lounge. Barry Church. Mm-hmm. Tell, them mm-hmm. your, tell them how to reach you on social media, At Barry sir. Church 42, Twitter and Instagram. Danny McCray, tell them how to reach you. At Danny DMac 44 on Twitter. Danny underscore McCray 40 on Instagram. And I am Nui Scruggs. That's my Twitter handle, Newey Scruggs. N-E-W-Y-S-C-R-U-G-G-S. That's N-E-W-Y-S-C-R-U-G-G-S. Both guys, former Dallas Cowboys players. I've covered the Cowboys for over 20 years. I'm old. Emmy Award winning. Old, man. Newey Scruggs. That's why he felt that way when he went to jury duty. First. (laughs) (laughs) Better ask about it. Let me tell you something. It's worrisome up in there. It is. It jury duty works, man. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Because you, you just, you don't know. There's a lot of unknown. I mean, they're just sitting around here messing with people's schedules like crazy. All right, hey, it's Thursday, okay. Some of you, you may be in here today. Others, we'll see you tomorrow. Could be here Monday. Then you go call me like, no, I show up Tuesday. I got stuff to do. Crazy. And I've got this Tony Stewart fantasy camp tomorrow. I don't want to miss that. It's a cold world. Tony Stewart, the NASCAR driver. Mm-hmm. So this is this is really, if you've never done this before, man, I tell you what, I mean, put this on your bucket list. So you go out to Texas Motor Speedway, um, Hall of Fame driver, you know, NASCAR uh, champion, Tony Stewart. You get your own personalized uh, suit. You get your helmet. You get introduced like the drivers do at a NASCAR track. You get to drive 10 laps around the track. You, you, you get to drive it. Then he takes you around 10. And when you go there, man, you like hit that. You, he takes you almost like you're going to hit the wall. And, and, you, and if you've never been to a track, you don't realize that it's on banking. So it just means like you kind of like drive up and then you feel like you're driving on top of an oval, man. But it's fun. So, it is, so, so how do you get in that? Um, so you need VIP access? No, yeah, no, no, so. no, no. You know what? Uh, I got the hookup. So um, we'll do it next year. I'm not going to forget about this, Nui. No, and I'm telling you. <laughs> I ain't going to forget about this. You will never. This, I became. I, I, I've covered NASCAR since 92. But once I did that experience and you drove the 10 laps and Tony took your change changed the way I totally see it. Better appreciation. Yeah. Huh? I mean, you just. It, it's, it is a. Okay. 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 How you drive this thing. Now, they're smart. They let us drive the 10 laps first. Then you ride with Tony. Because if you drove with him the way he drove, we'd, we'd wreck cars, yeah, man. We'd yeah. wreck some cars. But just just how you have to navigate, you just think, oh, just turn left. Uh-uh, no, no, uh-uh. You know, just turn it left. There is an art to it. There's a march you have to hit on the track and where you need to be, where you can go fast, where you got to slow. Uh, it, it's, it's a lot. But huh. just when you – and now you're doing it out there. So then it's like, okay, imagine you're out here with, uh, with 40 other drivers. Um and, and, the, and, and everything that goes into it. But you totally see it differently. So that's why I was worried about the jury dude. It was going to mess up the show. And then I was going to miss my fancy camp tomorrow. I can't miss my fancy camp. Can't miss it. Can't, can't, can't miss, can't it miss the show either. No, 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 no. Not at all. <laughs> Check out free to play predictive games in the Dallas Cowboys app to win cash prizes. Up to a $10,000 cash prize. Fans must be 21 or older and logged in to play. Download the app for access on game days at DallasCowboys.com slash app. All right. Barry Church does another show right here on DallasCowboys.com. Cover four. For sure. And uh, you're, 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 you, you kind of, yeah. You go ahead and tell the story, man. Which, oh, you we talking about my, the, the my, kicker, oh, yeah. My, yeah. No, don't try to forget now. We don't forget. I'm bringing up past you know memories, McCray, man. You know McCray not forgetting. Yeah, we had, we had McCray well, on don't there. Don't try to play guess. like you, Michael McDonald. I keep <laughs> forgetting. I keep forgetting. Man, I thought, you know, 
so my pick for that game, I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought it was going to be, you know, a nail biter. Like they usually are sometimes okay, when okay. we come down to it. And I thought my boy, you know, Money Maher. Is that how you say his name? I'm, I'm saying his name, mm-hmm. right? All right, so Money Maher was up there. And I thought he was going to get it done. I thought it for sure. Oh, there it is right there. <laughs> I thought for sure my boy was going to get it done and kick it through the, <laughs> kick it through the field. That's what, that's what I called. I, I bet on him. And, uh, you know, I would have been I would have been at least a little bit correct. And we wouldn't even be having a conversation of needing or looking for another kicker if my man didn't jump off sides or didn't false start. He had made like he had made his first one, right? Am I wrong about that? He had made the first one, but it was false start. Pushed it back, 33 yards, very makeable, should have been made. But my guy missed it. And, you know. It wasn't like it was, you know, they lost by three. They, the game was already done. There it is. It, it, See, it, 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 my guy with the little slight false start, but you know, look, here's something that Cowboy fans should just, just please understand this. It's not like you pick up the phone. Parcells will say you just still pick up the phone, dial one eight hundred quarterback and get one. These exactly. kickers are not. There, there. People are looking for good kickers across this league. There's one out it's there hard. right now. It's hard. Kyle Forbath is the only one that's out there right now. I mean, you got you. you, you got like, He's four seven. How many years of uh, bad kicking? They drafted him in the second round. Yeah. 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 We all know he ain't paying out. Yeah, man, it's, I know it's not easy. That's why, right, yo, shout out to Dan Bailey. He, he was my kid. Dan Bailey holding it down for what eight plus years. Now, and, and, and look in Minnesota, it's no, it's been no easy ride for right. Dan Bailey there either. This it's is tough. true. I mean, for kickers, it's all it, kickers is an interesting thing because when it falls off, it just falls off. Like way, uh, you know, you guys were here for the the Mike Vanderjack era, not which he remember the time. Uh, <laughs> he went on Canadian TV and slammed Dungey and the Colts, and then the Pro Bowl came around, and Peyton Man called him our our drunk, liquored up kicker. Oh yeah, I do remember well, that. Well, then I they they, they moved on from him, and then the Cowboys were struggling, and so they signed him. And Bill Parcells is not the nicest guy to these kickers, so he had a terrible camp, and they gave him a bunch of cash, and he ended up cutting him. And mm. by the time he got when it was gone, it was gone. I mean, it was it was just gone. And with with Dan Bailey, the Cowboys felt like okay, you know, it's not there. And he went to Minnesota, and people just assumed okay, he's going to get back. He's not what he used to be. He's still a serviceable kicker, but he's not automatic Dan like he used to be. So when people think, all right, we're going to cut Maher, I I got a bunch of that. Just cut him, cut him, cut him. Yeah, yeah. This is hard. You just don't find guys. The Chicago Bears spent a whole off season trying to find people, and and it's still been a challenge. So far, it looks like they've got a guy, but it's hard. It it, it's hard. a reason why. I mean, Tampa Bay's been looking for years. It is hard. He's a second round pick on a guy. They're still not solid in what they're doing. I mean, just because a guy makes it look yeah. easy. They, <laughs> I mean, they yeah. make it seem like it's easy. Yeah, I mean, it's, really, it's like golf. But like, also, you look at golf. Well, you guys for, football's a hard game. It's your job. Yeah, yeah that's it's true. Job. Playing quarterback is hard, and they get chewed out too and, and, and talked about when they play bad, and kickers deserve the same. I, I used to do the Jerry Jones show on 105.3 The Fan, mm-hmm. and and David Beeler was the kicker. Ah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Shout out to <laughs> yeah. USC. Yeah, USC. Okay, okay. So, so, so let me tell you something. He was an athletic kicker. He was the okay, first off when people, oh, he's at USC. He didn't have to kick at USC. Was, hey, was he there with the yes. Lionheart yeah. boys? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right. He was. He you know who he was. He was Mr. Extra Point. They kicked field <laughs> well, goals, man. Well, he also kicked. He was a lot of so touchbacks. Was, but but that was remember. So yeah. they, he started off being the touch the, the touchback guy because they didn't like Nick Folk's leg. Mm-hmm. So Folk ends up getting hurt, and then D. Camillus ends up convincing him to just move on from Folk and make it Beeler the guy. And I'm thinking to myself immediately. And kick it, SC. He didn't have to. Was he a draft? He was a draft pick, right? Yes, he was yeah. a draft pick. So, so he was bad. And, and I'm doing the show with Jerry, and Beeler's just, I mean, he's just shanking him. And I'm like, Jerry, you got to do something with your kicker. Jerry yells at me. You know, I'm not going to come on here and say anything negative about my kicker. And, I mean, Jerry, and people are like, yeah, I mean, Jerry owned you. And I'm like, Jerry didn't own me. Yet. The kicker ain't no good. <laughs> and he eventually got rid of the kicker, and Beeler just, he wasn't it. But it's hard. That's It's, it, it's hard. Dan Bailey spoiled the whole lot of us because mm-hmm. he, for a long time, he, he was an excellent level, and, and you know, shout out to him. But it it can happen, and when people just say, "Hey, get rid of Brett Maher," I would ask you right out of the gate, who you, who are you bringing in? Because it's hard. Mike Nugent is now the Patriots kicker because Goskowski went on IR, oh, yeah. and and look, Nugent was here. Yeah, he was here for a minute when Dan Bailey got hurt, and and he's on the street. So this kicker kicking in this league is it's just not easy at all. Yeah, p- people yeah, miss yeah. kicks, man. You have to like miss a ton of kicks in order to be like, hey, let's let this guy go, right? I mean, look at Vinatieri. 
Yeah, he, he fell off and then he came he's back. Okay. Yeah, he had, yeah, he had, yeah, he's been in there for like 25 years. You know, yeah, but then he, he came back and hit the rest of his field goal. He did. He had a bad game and then he came back. and So I – I would advise Mr. Maher to make sure he's perfect this week. You, you don't want to. You know, don't sleep on the Jets. <laughs> you do not want to be points. the reason that a that, that a victory is not secured against the Jets. So if you're Mr. Maher, you want to make your kicks this week. Speaking about the quarterback, Dakota Prescott. All right, so um, 27 to 44, 463, two touchdowns, three interceptions in this football game. You guys are DB, so tell me if I'm wrong in what I say. I felt like. We had another week where Dak was trying to take some shots down the field, being a little greedy, as he once said, being like in Miami, being greedy. And it hurt him. That one pick that he was going to Cobb had a running back open in the flat. And I just felt <clears> like just watching him a couple of times, it was reminding me, you try, you're a fighter, trying to throw that haymaker, when if you just give him a couple body blows, you'll be okay. And then just watch Aaron Rodgers basically do the very thing he didn't. Which was I'll just throw it to Aaron. I'll just throw it to Aaron Jones, who caught seven passes for seventy-five yards, and let him go get first downs. If you give the ball to twenty-one, I feel like good things will happen. You tell me. Yeah, it was you know Aaron did a lot of you know he just gave he just took what the defense gave him. I think uh, with Green Bay, but um the one instance I could think uh, Dak was being greedy was that the was the pick to Cobb the one where the guy kind of he was underneath didn't see him and he kind of jumped up it was like thirty-nine yes. or something like that. Yes. Yeah, that was only pretty much the instance where I saw like he was he was trying to force it in there because I mean if that dude didn't pick it Martinez had a chance to yeah. tip it up you know. So so I feel like that was uh, one of the answers he had. Uh, he had tried force fed it, but that that cu- that uh, first Cooper pick, I mean, that was right off my man's hands. Yeah, and that could have been a touchdown, right? That, we could be talking about a whole different story. So I think he's in a good spot right now. Um, we just got to cut down on the turnovers because I think they're minus four in turnovers right now, which is not good for the league. So if they can cut down on these turnovers, which they will, they'll get it corrected. Uh, I think I'll be good. Yeah. This is our phrase of the day, by the way. I don't want to run out of time before we get to our, 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 our oh, football snap. phrase. Of the day. <laughs> well, man, I got, I'm going to coach him up today on uh, so on defense. You have the, a bunch of different type of fronts, right? So today we're going to talk about the four three, right? Four is for four down linemen. Three is for three linebackers, right? So in our defense, we run a four three, and everybody is responsible for a gap. The three technique is responsible for the B gap. The nose is responsible for the A-gap. The ends are responsible for C-gap or D-gap, depending on if they have a tight end or not. So it's easy to look at our games and just if you pause it at the beginning of it, you'll see everybody lined up in their gaps. And from the snap of the ball, those guys are responsible for those gaps. So when you're looking for mistakes and where, where guys are busting through these holes and nobody's touching them, it's, it's very easy for you to see from the beginning of the play, hey, this linebacker has this A-gap or this linebacker has this C-gap, and then the ball comes up through that gap, you know that that person was responsible for it. So as you're watching the game, we run a 4-3 to where everybody is responsible for their own gap. And if you see some like a, a running back popping through the hole for a 40 or 50-yard gain untouched and the safety has to make that tackle, go back to the beginning on rewind, see who was responsible for that gap before they snapped the ball, and, and you'll be able to tell whose fault it was. Gap control. Gap, gap control, control. Like that first touchdown from uh, Aaron Jones. I and mean, that's the worst th- position you could be as a whole safety, yeah. man. When you see some guy come through Scott Hol- or Scott Free like that, untouched, Woo, two way. He can go both ways on you, and he's fast. He was waving bye bye. He <laughs> and my boy Byron's fast too. And he's yeah, he's not slow, but, he but, slow. But, but everybody's responsible for a gap, right? Yeah. That's why yeah. it's responsible. You have to be accountable. Like, yeah. and, and and Marinelli preaches that this is your gap. Stay in your gap. If you are out of the a gap and that bus for forty yards, we know exactly yeah, who it exactly is. Exactly who when it those is. coaches are looking at those sheets on the sideline and you see them with the iPads and they're trying to figure out what happened on defense, and ours is easy to see. <laughs> that guy it was him was responsible for the A-gap. And uh, let me add that the A-gaps are right outside of the center, the B-gaps are right outside of the guards, and the C-gaps are right outside of the tackles. Couldn't have said it better myself. So, let's everybody get a gap up there, yeah. MetLife Stadium against the Jets. And especially with Bell, he's patient. I mean, you might jump in somebody else's gap, and he shoots yours. He's a, I mean, he's a gap tester. He's, yeah, he, <laughs> he's, go, he's an he's, he stay, gap yeah, stepper. He stays patient, and, and then he, he waits for you to stick your head in the wrong gap, and then he make you pay for it. So we just got to stay in our gaps, gap control, and make tackles. Yeah, we'll handle it. Well, one one positive I, I would point to as the Cowboys get ready to face the Jets is looks like that Sam Darnold's going to be the guy. They, they said he's cleared this week. Sam Darnold has not played. So if you've not – I don't care. The whole season? Are. 
Um, play the first, first game, game. then you got first the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think you can miss that much time in the National Football League. You just jump out of here on a football field and be super crisp. So oh, it's no. going to take an adjustment for him uh, to, to get himself going here. But this is a game that the Cowboys need to win. I look at these next two games, Jets, Eagles. These are games that the Cowboys Must need wins. to handle uh, if they want to go where they want to go. Turnovers in bunches since Darnold's been out. Are we going to get two or three this week? I'm saying plus three. I'm plus two. Where you he, at? He, he, listen, he's he, he trying, he trying to make a one. Just give me a diet one. coke. Just one. Just one. <laughs> just one. one calorie. I got one nah, calorie. I'm, I'm, just we, one. We, we in the a game pick, plus two. Uh, you know, a, a, a pick six. That's all you need. For that, the, that, help somebody stay in the defense out there. That count is two. You're asking for a whole lot. You pick six for something. That's two. Hey, baby. Did you see him last week? I mean, Skandrick's running in picks. Skandrick running in touchdowns, man. What those guys did last week does not have anything to do with how we're going to play this week. All right. That's very church. <laughs> That's Danny McRae. I'm Newey Scruggs. Thank you for checking out Episode 5 of the Players' Lounge right here on DallasCowboys.com. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?